Hello, this is Sheena Byron from AllFromEternity.com introducing our new podcast series. In the podcast, I'll be carrying out interviews with maternity workers and childbirth activists, hopefully to stimulate discussion. All for Maternity is our platform for learning, sharing and caring and we have lots of e-learn modules, blogs and a nurture zone, two journals including the Practicing Midwife Journal and the New Student Midwife Journal. Do come and take a look, we'd love you to join us and that's at allformaternity.com. Thank you. Um, well, hello everyone. I'm actually in the car, in my car, driving to Preston in Lancashire. And that's not particularly interesting, but I do have an interesting person sat next to me um, who will introduce herself in a minute. But we've had the most incredible day. So you're going to notice a change of accents, but I'd just like to ask you, to introduce yourself now to everyone. Hi everyone, I'm, my name's Emma, I'm a third year midwifery student from Sydney, Australia and I go to Western Sydney University. Yeah, well that is just amazing and you're going to be wondering why Emma is sat in my car on, is it Tuesday or is it Wednesday? I think it's, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. She's on Don't a Wednesday. the jet lag person. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the jet lag person. On a Wednesday evening, why is she sitting here going to Preston? Well, the thing is, Emma's over just because uh, one of her English relatives is unfortunately sick. And Emma came over and sent me a message to say she was here. Um, so she's travelled quite a long way, like on three buses and two trains, in order to be with me and Anna today. Um, because Emma's got a, um, she's a supporter of All for Maternity, so I just wondered if you wanted to tell everybody about that link with All for Maternity. Uh, yeah, um, Sheena and I came across one another well, just over a year ago now, I think. Um, and I started to learn a little bit about the All for Maternity work that uh, Sheena and Anna were doing and uh, I sort of looked into it and I loved what they were doing and I loved the community that they were creating and the philosophy that they had. Um, and, you know, they asked me if I'd be interested in getting involved in the Student Midwife Journal, which, um, of course, I was delighted to get involved in. And um, I've been fortunate enough to sit on the editorial and advisory board for the Student Midwife Journey and write some of the articles. And I think what I love the most about it is 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 the sense of community with midwives from all over the world. We're, we're engaging with, with student midwives from everywhere, from all sorts of different experiences and you see lots of common themes in midwives around the world. We, we all have a heart for women and we all have a heart for learning and uh, it's, it's been, <coughs> excuse me, it's been an incredible, incredible ride with All for Maternity. I'm really, really proud of the work that I get to do with these ladies. And um... well, we're very happy that you're very proud because, honestly, everyone, Emma's just really grasped the opportunity and really inspired us. Actually, it's, it's sort of been like a two-way thing because um, when we work with you, Emma, what happens is we we feel really motivated because we can see that you're you're energized by your work and it just 
passes on to us so we feel really lucky to have somebody as engaging as you and someone who really believes in what we're doing so thank you for that um, and and as I've kept saying to you today do you know we're really really grateful and wonderful that you could just come and meet everybody at the team in at all from eternity so meet Clive and Dave and the men who do their website and everything um, it's it was great that you saw them because now you'll have a you can imagine can't you what, what's going on okay. when, Okay. It was really great to get into the engine room of it all today. I know, today. it's and, funny, it's really funny, because yeah. you know everyone, we have yeah. three fabulous men that do our website, well two mainly, um, one's called John, who will be listening to this podcast when he uploads it, and another one called Craig, but they sit with um, two others, and uh, Jez and Mick, and the four of them have a real a lot of crack during the day and we join in with them when we're in the office and we always take treats and everything anyway emma got to meet them today so that was good um so emma you're um so emma you've you've got you're, you've got four children and a partner back in australia that's right and um your children range between the age of 16 and 10 is that right that's right yes yeah. two two girls and two boys so how are they doing without you back in sydney good old sydney <laughs> yeah look they're, they're doing well they've got a great dad they're um you know keeping things ticking over till i get back and um I bet they're missing you. Yes, yes. Oh, I miss them and they miss me. We've had a few few messages and texts and chats and I things. Bet. Yeah. I bet, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's always bad, isn't it, when when you're so far away from your kids. It feels a bit weird. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I just wondered, because I'm really interested in this, and I did ask you a bit about it today, but I know that, I know that our listeners and our members would love to know about it. So you're a student midwife now and you're you know you're a, a mature student midwife and I know that you did another job before becoming a student mm-hmm. so I wondered if you could just tell us a little bit about that job and and a bit about why you wanted to be a midwife mm. oh, that's, that's a great question um, I'll start with the the job beforehand I've, I've always worked in healthcare. Um, I worked predominantly in community and aged care and I've um, worked uh, running services so nursing homes and hostels and community services and had worked my way through the organization that I was working with into different roles and ended up uh, as a senior executive uh, in charge of strategy and business planning and I had the uh, research arm of our organization and the public relations team and the governance team. Um, so it's a phenomenal. Yeah. It's a massive job, eh? Yeah, yeah. It was, look, it was Incredible. really rewarding. But um, sitting behind that, I had always wanted to do midwifery. It had always been um, something that had interest me, interested me. Um, and I had a couple of um, big big things happen in our family that came from left and centre and were, were quite, um, you know, tragic for our family. And it really made me... Uh, reconsider where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do and um, midwifery just kept coming forward and more and more into my mind and I just knew that was where I was supposed to be and I think of all the things that I've done in my life so far this has been the thing that fills me up the most oh wow um, I feel that my my feet are are finally planted where they were they're supposed to be and um, yeah it makes me feel very very alive oh that's incredible. 
And do you, do you think that having children gave you a bit of a sense of wanting to be a midwife or not? I, th I think it did for a, a few reasons. Um, you know, I have two daughters. I, 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 I love sharing stories around midwifery for them, but importantly as well for my sons and, and helping my sons to understand, I guess, the strength and the uniqueness of women and um, uh, I guess to, for, for all of them to, to see that anybody, but particularly women, are, are capable of, of anything. Um, when they have the right, um, I guess, the right heart for something, but the support structures around them. To yeah, and the environment, it. exactly. Right. And right. I th I'm really, I'm really interested in that you said that about your sons, because very often we focus on on the females, ensuring that they're um, not ensuring, but supporting them to be equals and to supporting them to be feminist. Because I believe that you know feminism is a way of um, equalizing everything but if you know men can be feminists too and I hope we, that's what we're aiming for is that men are there you know there to support women to be equal and so um yeah it's it's, it's actually heartening to hear you talk it speaking like that um about your about your sons lovely and one day I hope to meet them when I'm in Australia mm -hmm, next time yeah look I I, I, I really try to raise my sons as feminists and I have to say it is hard in in the society that we live in today and the messages that they're mm -hmm. constantly bombarded with as as with the girls but you know I think we keep chipping away in our little corner of the world yeah, and hopefully we, we make changes over time yeah we're the same we're, we're just the same you know and, and sometimes it's just being that person that makes the change, isn't it? So, yeah. so it's modelling behaviours, really, I suppose. That's and right. keep saying little things and doing little things. Mm. Um, so uh, we were talking before about Australia and the maternity system in, in Australia, and you were saying how it's very medicalised because of the private system. And, you know, it's interesting because we... Um, I, I go around um, into different... I visit different countries with my job, and sometimes I'm invited to countries to um, support, support support change, really, to to um, encourage and invigorate midwives to to start to champion change. And as you know, Sue and I do workshops, and we do them all around the world, um, around the raw behind the silence book. And um, I just when I go to countries like Australia, sometimes I feel almost despair because it, it, there doesn't seem to be it seems like there's no solution because mm. it's medically driven by money mm -hmm. uh, so it's commercialism and money and mm -hmm. and and you you know you kind of feel like you're up against something mm. what do you think do you do you have any idea of how you could how there could be a change do you, you know mm. what because we have to be political and you know we work with we work with midwives like Hannah Darlin, who are very political and, you know, really know what's going on and, and say it as it is. And so do you think there's any any scope for change in Australia? Look, I absolutely do. I think there's a lot of entrenched um, medicalisation, mm. as, I, as I said to you earlier. Um, and I think that was one of the things that surprised me when I came into midwifery, how embedded that is culturally and, and certainly from the women's perspective as well because they get dri driven in that 
direction from the moment they fall pregnant in Australia. Um, I think there's huge scope for change and I've been fortunate to be exposed to midwives like Hannah um, who are so politically engaged and... How has she influenced you? Oh, Hannah's influenced me in a huge... <coughs> excuse me, I've got a frog. Hannah's influenced me in a huge number of ways. Um, I guess her passion and her vibrancy, but the fact that she lives the things that she speaks about. Um, and she comes from a evidence-based background, and I think that impressed me the most. She wasn't, she's never just speaks for the sake of speaking. No. She, what she says is considered, and, and she has um, identified where gaps are, and she's gone out to, to conduct research to, to fill those gaps and to support the, the things that tell us that midwifery Led care is, is such an enormous benefit to women. Uh, so I think that we're very lucky at Western Sydney Uni because we, we have exposure to Hannah um, and I know that she's very prolific across the country and across the globe and that's a, a great mentor for new midwives coming through in terms yeah, of uh, learning what we, we can indeed do to make change and we must make change and we we have to continually be, be looking for ways to to um, to be the change and to not sort of complain about it, but to actively go out there and, and, and try to move forward. Yeah. Um, I think that research is a, another key to make that happen. I think that engaging new midwives as they come in and shifting that culture and, and making sure that the new breed builds on the great work that's been done before us and that we keep pushing forward um, to that you know that every woman gets a midwife by their side yeah, exactly and is supported in, the, in her choices that Correct. she makes but Correct. also that she knows the choices that she has Absolutely. and if the choices aren't there that we keep pushing so that they happen Absolutely. yeah I just find it all really you know it's for me it's really encouraging to hear can you hear the indicators ticking away <laughs> so for me it's really encouraging to hear you speaking like this Emma and refreshing like I said before it's you know it just because sometimes when you do feel that despair and then you speak to someone who says oh yeah we can we can make change happen and that's the only way we can be is just by being optimistic and positive and 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 looking for opportunities to influence and believe me do you know if you looked back over the maternity services in England, never mind the United Kingdom, but um, in England, for, just as an example, you will see that there's been huge progress um, in how, when in my lifetime, in the 40 years I've been a midwife, there's, you know, that some of the things are, comp you know, it's, we've gone from A to Z in, 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 that, in that time. Um, we've gone backwards in some ways, but mostly we've, we've improved. Um, because some of the things that we used to do are ludicrous. Mm -hmm. So um, I just it's, I just find, you know, I do think change is possible. And even when we feel that it, it possibly isn't, you know, or it may not be, then, you know, you can always find an opportunity. I, I think one of the biggest things I've learned and one of the things I'd say to fellow students is don't get lost in the system. Uh, don't... You know, when you see practice that is is not what what you think midwifery is about, or when you see uh, practice where women is, are not placed at the heart of it, be brave, 
stand up and, and, and advocate for that woman, stand up and advocate for midwifery. Um, yeah, don't, don't become a cog in the wheel. We've all got to fight it in our own little way, in our own little corner of the world and just pushing forward, push, push, push every, every time we're in the workplace and every time we're, we're caring for women. That's such good advice, Emma, you know, because there's quite a lot of apathy out there and, you know, to get someone sort of as, as kind of forward thinking as you, you know, to have those messages are really encouraging and they certainly would have encouraged me if I was a student. Um, I have to say that we, we have to stop this, sadly, we have to stop this uh, interview now because the train station is in sight and... Um, you've got how many minutes? Eight minutes. <laughs> That's right. In order to get your train, and I'm a bit worried about how we're gonna how we're gonna do it. So I just want to say thank you, Emma. First of all, for coming all this way to Lancashire. From where? From Stone. From Stone, where I don't know where that is. Near Stafford. For Near those Stafford, of you in a long, long way. <laughs> yeah. And um, and she's come all the way on, as I say, on various means of transport. So I'm just hoping she gets her train <laughs> back, otherwise she's got to wait an hour and she might not get there till really late. So thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks Emma for coming and also for letting me interview you. Yeah, thanks for having and me, everyone. Good luck with everything. <laughs> thanks, Shane. All right, lots of love. <laughs> Bye.